but before we get to this case, just I'll recap. We discussed last week some basic principles, which is one is there's a the generally speaking, Jewish law is much stricter than uh, secular law in this case in Western law. Um, in many things, but specifically in this area, that the the bre- there's a, the concept of confidentiality is not limited to professionals. In Western law, we said the concept of confidentiality is specifically limited to either doctors. You have HIPAA. You have with attorneys. You have uh, uh, attorney-client privilege. privilege. Um, rabbis is questionable if they're considered professionals. We said. Um, it actually was was discussed in front of the courts. Two two courts in uh, New York State ruled that rabbis are not considered professionals. That means they do not have. A, there's no breach of confidentiality in what you tell your rabbi. So it's good to know that. I don't know if it was ever ruled on in Texas. That's odd because priests, I thought, did have no, confidentiality for confession. Priests are professionals. Rabbis are those Jewish courts. We're talking about in the, when it comes to marriage counseling, specifically those cases. Both cases where woman revealed to the rabbi that they're having an affair and the rabbi then went <coughs> and told the husband and the woman sued in I think both cases two cases I'm referring to the woman sued the rabbi um, and both cases the rabbi won um, where he claimed was in I, I but so for lim- two things one is religious grounds we'll discuss meaning that he f- has a need to reveal because mm-hmm. of halacha requires him to reveal in those cases and also he's not a professional marriage counselor it's good to know. Don't go to your rabbi for marriage counseling. Are these Jewish Strongly courts or, or secular courts? Secular courts, secular courts. That doesn't hold in Texas. That's what you said, right. So he had a yeah. case, he said, where where he actually said something about a chaplain preaching confidentiality. Yeah. He was an attorney for the client, and they were saying you settled. It wasn't ruled in the courts. Hmm? It wasn't you said you settled in that case. It wasn't ruled. There was but no ruling. The, it was a settlement. Well, the um, appeals court uh, I think upheld it, and the Supreme Court uh, yeah. refused to read it. So, you know, okay. it's, in, it's in the rules of court. I used to know the number, but so another reason all the Jews should move to Texas. Um, I'm not sure why. If you need confidentiality from your rabbi, wife or the husband. <laughs> <laughs> so as long as you're in Texas, um, you've got to keep your mouth so, shut. So basically, um, well, again, it's questionable: is a rabbi a professional or not? Very questionable. Some of the rabbis I know. Um, so the the, the the question becomes <laughs> the the uh, yeah I don't know enough about priests talk about it. But um, again, so now why? What's the source? As we mentioned, for ca- the breach of confidentiality, meaning there's no difference between a layperson, any Joe Schmo, and a doctor or a lawyer when it comes to breaching confidentiality. So the, um, there's a explicit prohibition of what's called loshonara. Hey, how are you? Welcome, Masi. How are you doing? Welcome, So there's an explicit prohibition of known as Lashon uh, which is a biblical prohibition, even if it's true, nothing to do with negative information, um, even if it's uh, neutral information, so to speak. But uh, something that a person would not necessarily want revealed is, is, pro- is prohibited to... State over. Well, uh, uh, sorry, let me start again. Lashon Hara is specifically negative information. That would be gossip. Um, so that, that's one biblical prohibition, which is if you're saying something negative about the person, this person, um, whatever it is, he's, uh, well, we'll get to the various cases, something that could be perceived as negative. So that's prohibited. That's a biblical prohibition even for anyone to true. tell anyone, even if it's true, yes. Unless, as we'll talk about, we'll get to the exceptions, and there are many exceptions. Um, that's generally speaking. And then there's another not so cl- explicit prohibition. Um, the Gemara and Yuma extrapolates from the fact that whenever Hashem speaks to Moshe, says the word Lamar in all his conversations, saying, Tell the Jewish people, is a proof, says the Gemara from there, that unless you have explicit permission to repeat a conversation over, even if it's not negative information, but it's something that that person doesn't necessarily want everyone to know about. Could be uh, neutral that he goes, uh, he goes on uh, expensive cruises. He told you he's going on this very expensive cruise, so there's nothing negative about that. Depends who you ask. You know, for the husband it's usually negative, for the wife it's positive. So the so right, so it's not necessarily it's, it's a neutral 
information, but says the Talmud that's called revealing a sod, revealing a, a something that can be assumed that the person doesn't necessarily, or, or it's understood, he doesn't necessarily want you to tell the whole world. And that itself is also prohibited according to the Gemara. Is it, is it one of, uh, is it a biblical prohibition? It's not clear, but, but clearly the Gemara assumes that revealing confidentialities, again, even in, if it's not negative, would be prohibited. So if it's negative, that's within the guidelines of Lashonara. If it's not negative, um, there's this other prohibition of revealing confidentialities, again, not limited to professional settings. That means you hear something at the water cooler, you hear something at shul, you hear some, overhear someone else's conversation. You would not be allowed to repeat that unless you know either the person something totally innocuous that he has pancakes for breakfast so that obviously we don't assume that he's concerned by saying that it's a good thing Jews don't want to adhere to this or else they have nothing to talk about <laughs> true um, so so that's number one so so now so the question is again when you have and this is what we discussed last week there's something called Lashon Haralit Toelet which means that if there's a benefit um, not just a stam of benefit, it has to be that either, as we mentioned, you can save someone's life. Let's say if you don't reveal this information, someone's life might be in danger. That's the standard case based on the juxtaposition of number one here on the sheet, which the Torah says, don't be a gas in the same verse, don't be a gas amongst your people, but the very, in the very same verse ends off. Um, do not stand out of while your brother's blood is being shed which by the way in the simple interpretation the verse is just saying many times words can kill if you um, say something negative about someone as what's uh, not getting into the greater debate what's happening in this country today or in Israel but the, but sometimes words in itself bullying or whatever it is saying negative information can cause uh, someone to get up and do violent acts so that so that is the, would be the simple reading of the passage but the many commentaries take it a step further and they're saying that the Torah is telling you an inherent message here that it's not Lashon Hara, meaning there's no, there's no prohibition of Lashon Hara and it's not considered Lashon Hara if um, you, by not revealing the information someone's life can be in danger. So don't stand idly by, I mean, don't be a gossip monger, but if your gossip will help save someone, of course you're allowed to gossip or reveal that information. Okay, so that's that's the juxtaposition. How about the gossip will help you? I mean, they tell you something and you realize that with, with this information, someone. Well, <coughs> this information, if I speak to someone else about what I just learned, it would help me. What? Give me an example. Um, uh, help you monetarily, help no, you emotionally, help you, so, uh, help you psychologically, all help your health. Anyone can, help? can someone help me out? Think about a situation where somebody <laughs> tells you something the information could be helpful to you, but you have to share it with someone else to get the benefit. Uh, I think that has so, to come up. So depends again, depends what the benefit is. If it's life-saving, meaning or you're, someone, your life might be endangered if you don't reveal this information, of course, then uh, that's because nefesh. Really, it's not uh, even a yeah, chiddush, uh, meaning what we're example. saying here is, one second, I'm just going to say, just juxtaposition. Obviously, we, we know saving someone's life overrides anything in the Torah. So surely it overrides the prohibition of Lashonara. So if you're revealing of a confidentiality can save someone's life, there's no question, you have to do it. Now the question is, what happens if it will save you money? Uh, monetarily, you need to reveal it. Or save someone else, or someone else's money is in jeopardy if you don't reveal the information. That's a question number, that's a different issue. Or what about emotional health, or just... Uh, right, so. so here's an example. Yeah. So uh, somebody tells you, I saw uh, your wife and her best friend at a bar the other night. You say, what did my wife doing in the bar the other night? So you want to speak to the other friend to find out what my wife was doing in the bar the other night. It's different. So, you know, so who are you asking you. that? The, the friend revealing information to you? Who, who the friend reveals information to you. They just oh, saw... The you. question is, can the friend do that? Is that no, no. Your friend just tells you. I heard... Okay. I saw your wife and her best friend is, in a bar is, the other night. Is That's being all. in a bar negative? Well, potentially. So you say, what? my wife was supposed to be home working or something like that. And you say, you go to the friend of your wife say, what is my, what were you doing at a bar? You know, that yeah, could yeah, one second. That's, I don't think being in a bar put is not necessarily something that people don't know. Like if that. she says she saw him with a guy in a bar, something you know, check in to promote that guy in a bar. That's a different story. So I'm saying if someone was paying for her drinks, that could be, that's a whole different story. Um, yeah, but that might you. know, what she was doing in the bar. But you'd have to speak yeah, so to someone Yes, it does make a difference to the benefit. Again, if the benefit is, so in that case, it's a question, that, and we'll get to that, that's an infidelity question, specific, so that's a much stronger issue. So it could be if it's a question of, 
you know, she said she was going to be somewhere else, and now she's in the bar with the guy. That's a whole. That's an, something we'll get to discuss. Okay. Um, if that has to be revealed, but, but generally speaking, I don't know. Whatever benefits we allow Lashnara to be told, it's Lashnara is a two-way street. That means there's a prohibition to tell the Lashnara, and there's a prohibition to listen, to accept the Lashnara as truth or to listen to. So there's both sides. So if if whatever benefits we're going to allow it to be told and we'll have to get there to, to delineate what benefits we allow. We're saying it's not, it's not considered Lashonara, as the Torah is saying here, so then it doesn't make a difference if it's benefit for you or benefit for someone else. Okay. okay. So I'll benefit, make a, yeah. a comment which to them seems like an innocent comment, not Lashonara, but to you it's really very important. So. Okay. Can I go out and benefit like a personal. from yeah. something that I overhear water fountain, for example. <coughs> so, so what do you mean? Like, so meaning it, was, it wasn't supposed to be told? I a hear, negative no, thing? No, so no, no, no. I hear Ron telling somebody at a water fountain that this invention's this gym is going to take off. It's been wonderful. <laughs> Can I run out and invest in this oh, company? So that, that's exactly what, well, oh, benefit, not reveal it. That's different. Yeah. Listen, if you overheard something and you want to invest in that, then it might be insider trading. That's a different issue. They, legally, uh, you have to speak to uh, you know someone about them. But I'm saying, as far as the tour is concerned, you listen wrong with this. You know, as far as le- as far as you're not revealing information. If you go ahead and tell you all your friends about it, that's that that might be a problem because you know, yeah. that you know, that revealing. revealing. We're discussing revealing. I'm guilty. Okay. No, no, no. I didn't guy, say. If no, you're no. the guy at the water fountain who's part no, no, no. of something that's inside no. the trading. If you hear something at the water, it's a water cooler, not fountain. Do you hear something at the water cooler? Okay, and and, and no one talks at the water fountain. You're busy. Now, how many hours do you have to drink the stuff? to drink. Okay, so so meaning you you're at the you overhear something at the water cooler at work, and you and it's something that the person doesn't not necessarily want you to reveal. You cannot reveal it. How do you know that? That's the assumption. Beginning depends what it is. It's an accurate information. He bought new socks for Christmas. Then you could reveal it. Red socks. But if he's saying something. You know, I'm invest. You know, I have this major company, and I'm going to take it public. That might not be something he wants revealed. So, you no, know, you need to assume if it's something that there's a possibility the person does not want you to reveal it, unless you explicitly, explicitly tell you to reveal. That's what we're saying. Kamara Numa says you can't reveal it, so, even if it's not Lashanara. Lashanara again it's is negative information. Right. Can I benefit from it, even if I don't? Yes. Yeah, so that's a different question. So when it comes to negative information, Allah is, let's say there's like Charlie was saying, something that could affect you. So Allah is, you can't accept it as truth, but you're allowed to be concerned about it. You're allowed to act on it because it might be true. You can't accept it as a fact, which is a very hard thing. So you heard something, and the person was saying it's fact. But as we know today on Facebook and fake news and everything else, not just because someone's saying something, even it could be uh, President of the United States, doesn't mean it's true. Okay, so so meaning, so you're allowed to, right, you're allowed to, you cannot never accept it as truth, because that would be accepting what's called Kabbalat Lashonara, which is prohibited. But you, if it's something that might concern your health, your money, or whatever it is, you can be concerned enough to investigate and check it out and, and do and act upon it. So maybe let's say someone tells you this guy, uh, you know, passes bad checks, don't take a check from him. So I don't know if it's true. I can't accept it as truth. But if I have a store, I have a right when he comes in with a check and say, no, I only take credit cards, I only take cash. So you know, you can't accept it as a truth that he passed bad checks unless you know it as fact or you've seen it yourself. But if someone told you be weary, you're allowed to be weary. But now, but you can't again. You can't tell someone else necessarily unless it happened to you. You know it as fact. Understand? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, how many alchets do you have to do <laughs> if you violated? Uh, you need a lot of yom kippers. You need like a two-week <laughs> yom kippers. Well, I went discusses with your rabbi Russ because they don't have to adhere to confidentiality. <laughs> as, as someone said before, the, the Gemara somewhere says that there are three sins that everyone violates daily. One of them is what's called a vaklashnar. It says that it's, it's, as humans, first of all, it's, it's human nature, the gasp. We like saying the juicy gasp, as we discussed last week. That's why there's hundreds of websites that uh, people pay for just to hear the gossip, right? So, so that's part of human nature. It's a very hard thing to control, and that's why Torah seems to be very strict. And on the other hand, um, we we discussed, we mentioned last week also, which is you have a problem with the frumies, 
as usual, you have people who are so makbed on Lashonara, they're so concerned, oh, maybe on Lashonara, they won't reveal, even in cases where the Torah says they have to reveal. When you can save someone's life with revealing information, so you, you're obligated. It's not just a so now it becomes the mitzvah is to save someone, do not stand idly by. So if you know information that can save someone's life, and that's what we're going to get to, we'll discuss soon, and you don't reveal it, you violated this negative commandment of standing idly by. So that's a very important thing, meaning that you have child molester in the community, or people that say, oh, it's Lashonara, I don't want to tell anyone, we shouldn't send out an email to the community because it's Lashonara, that's, that's 100% wrong. If you're protecting children or adults or whatever the case is, someone is a sexual... And that's been legislated in the Talmud many times, that's clear. It's clear. Okay. You're at, you're at, it's an obligation to reveal, it's not just a permission. Because you have conflicting principles, where you're saying... They yeah, they're not conflicting. Okay. The Torah, according to this interpretation, the Torah is saying very clearly, it's only gossip when when it's, it's not, not affecting somebody. someone's life. If it's affecting someone's life, that's okay. not gossip. That's what we call Lashon Hara, meaning the interpretation, the way I understand it, is of Lashon Hara is you're just saying it for gossip. You know, you want to say it's juicy, some juicy information. If your goal in stating the information, as we're going to talk about with certain criteria, is to, there's a benefit because if you don't state it, someone's life, his marriage could be ruined, his relationship, his uh, future relationship, his business, or his, or his health could be compromised, or other people, the community's health could be compromised. And um, we'll talk about that. And uh, right, if this person has some disease where, you know, he, his kids are not, not inoculated, for example, so the question becomes: Do we let people know? We as I just had this question on my school board. There are parents who weren't inoculated, even for even for valid reasons. Even let's say that they have a health reason why they can't inoculate. But you have to let other parents know that they shouldn't make play dates with these kids. Maybe they need to be aware of it. So that it's not lashonara. That becomes obligatory. To, to, to let the community know if people are going to come to shul and bring their kids into the playroom and, and their their kids are not inoculated, other parents need to be aware of it. If they're either, the, you know, it's f- for many reasons, but or someone has a whatever disease, they that communicable disease, infectious disease, they, people need to be aware of it. So that's not lajnara, that's saving lives. Again, so, so no, it's the definition of lajnara means my goal is just uh, some juicy gossip. If my goal in, in revealing the information is because there's a major benefit, again, well, I have to define the benefit is, um, for the community or for an individual or for myself even, like you're saying, <coughs> then it's not lajnara. That's not, there's no prohibition of lajnara, and many times you'll be obligated to reveal. Okay? So now, if it's just financial benefit to yourself, Financial. By revealing it, whatever that case may be, I'm not sure we'll have to come up with the case. But but oh, yes. Okay. So now, so so once you imagine that, we'll go there, which is a fascinating gemara. The gemara discusses seems to imply in a few places, and and Rishonim, um, including the Chinuch, I believe, states that the the, the verse Lotamad al Damriacha is not limited to life saving. When we say, do not stand idly by while your brother's, brother's blood is being shed. So for example, the Chinuch, the Rishon, early authorities, interprets dam not only as blood, but also as money, damim. He says it's, uh, when it's not, we, in Judaism, money is very important, as we know. So, um, someone's livelihood, and we'll talk about that soon also, is almost equal to life, in a certain sense. If someone doesn't have, who's going to lose their job, or going to lose their uh, you know, let's say you know some this guy has done Ponzi schemes before, and pe- people are investing with him. Okay, so I mean, the whole people can lose their their whole life savings, right? So, so therefore, that's just as equal. Meaning, it's, again, you have to, you would be obligated to reveal and let tell the guy, don't invest with this guy because uh, he's he's known for doing Ponzi schemes. You can't trust him with your money. Okay, so Damim, the Gemara says, and by the way, let me finish, it's, it's, it's learned from the Gemara of Amis, actually, interestingly enough, so this morning, um, which is the Gemara says here that, um, so based on the story in Shmuel, where King Saul, it says, was responsible, it says, uh, the verse implies in Samuel Aleph, you can find it here quickly, um, um, but the, the verse implies that it says that King Saul says killed killed the Givonim. He, he slaughtered the Givonim. So Marius, where did he ever slaughter the Givonim? We don't find that King uh, King Saul killed out this group of people called the Givonim. So the Gemara answers he slaughtered the ear. Ron, I need your help here with the Navi. Sorry, Neda. Someone who knows Tanakh because I don't know Tanakh. Does um, the, the, the Givonim make so peace with uh, Joshua? 
Yeah, that's Gershon. We're talking about King Saul much yeah, later. So now, so to give on it, so there's a story there. As we know, King Saul killed out the ear of Kohanim or something. What's it called? Ear of Kohanim. He killed out a whole city of Kohanim. Okay, I don't remember that, but okay. Anyone here? Anyone here? Keep going. It's okay, it's um, somewhere in Samuel 1. So, uh. You guys. Can you go to Yeshiva? So, so the. Yes, I didn't go to Yeshiva. Go ahead. Anyway, yes, so did. King Saul killed the uh, killed out the city. So says the Gemara. Since he these the Kohanim were using the Givonim, they were like doing stuff in the temple. It's not the temple temple somewhere else, not in Jerusalem. Um, the Mishka, whatever the Mishka. it was at the time, before King David, and uh, King Saul killed out all these Kohanim because. They were. He accused them of supporting King David. So he killed out this whole city of Kohanim. Ear Nov, Kohanim uh, something. Ear Kohanim Nov. So says the Gemara. So it's as if he killed the Gevonim because the Kohanim were high, were giving them jobs. They lost all the Gevonim lost all their source of income because King Saul killed out this city of Kohanim. Says the Gemara that, and therefore the Navi considers as King Saul killed the Gevonim because he lost. He he caused them to lose all their income. That would be. He's clearly considered as if he killed That's him. A so you see, again, you see this concept that taking away someone's livelihood or, or cutting off all their money is uh, almost equal to taking their life. Okay, it's a fascinating concept in, uh, in Jewish law. Yeah. So you you okay. want to say something too? Yeah. You talked before uh, when uh, somebody's sick or something, you, you suspend the laws of Shabbat or you've, or it's as if Shabbat. Doesn't, it's not Shabbat anymore. Epistemologically, when you deal with Lashon Hara, translate that word, please. Uh, how we learn something? How should we understand this? Okay. Uh, is it if it's Lashon Hara that will benefit somebody? Like you're saying that someone's not inoculated. Does that mean it's no longer Lashon Hara, or that it is Lashon Hara, but because it benefits someone, no, it's okay? It's, like I said, it's no longer it's Lashon no Hara. Means okay. Ramam turpins it, it's gossip. You're just saying it over for juicy. So, but it's going to help somebody. Your intent is to say over some juicy gossip. gossip at the water cooler. If your intent is to help, again, it has to be a real help. It can't be just, you know, this guy has a peanut allergy. Yeah, but there's a problem. A guy tells you something, he's just gossiping. He doesn't know. You might know it's going to help somebody, but the guy who's telling you doesn't yeah, know it's going to help. So, so, again, if you, if you don't know the information firsthand, you might not be able to say it over. No, but Ron don't tells me something. Know. He doesn't know. What I know. He's telling you uh, something about himself. Or it tells me something. Who knows what? Oh, it makes when a I hear it, if it's well, telling you about himself, that's firsthand. No, 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 so no, now no, you have firsthand right. knowledge let me, let me, that could help someone can else. Can I explain something? To, yes, Ron says something. He's just gossiping with me. I hear it, and I know that if I if I tell somebody, it will benefit them and save them some aggravation. As far, he didn't know that. He's just gossiping. But it I know. Make a difference why he's telling it to you. So once you're privy to that information, if it's fa and you know it's factual. And you have to know that it has to be first-hand information. So then, if you, if that information can save someone, quote unquote, and we have to see what that means, so then, um, then you're obligated. Even to if it wasn't his intent to save yeah, someone, well, what does he have to do? Well, but is he He's gossiping? He might he be over Lashon Hara. Yeah, it's irrelevant. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm kind of. But he is. What, you and him are two I'm different not. people. Well, so, he, so, so he might be an idiot, the, but you might you have so an obligation to say. Not yours. Right. But is there guilt? Because it turns out it is helping no, somebody. That's, that's everything. Kind of, that's okay, so the intent. That's every. That's a greater philosophical question. If I do an avera with with the let's say I I thought this food was I thought this piece of meat was was not kosher and I ate it. It turns out to be kosher. Did I do anything wrong? Well, listen, that's why you're asking. No, he thought he was saying Lashonara. No, no, he thought he was saying Lashonara. It turns out it's not because it saved someone's life down the line. So it's the same question. That so doesn't, that doesn't mean, yeah, I mean, okay. he's still an idiot. Nothing personal. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky for you. Uh, <laughs> I've been called worse. Meaning it's a question. He might have not have been over Lashonara. He might just yeah. have violated no. doing an intent to sin. Because he didn't no. eat not kosher. At the end of the day, okay. if I picked up this piece of meat and I thought it was not kosher and I ate it, and it happened to turn not kosher, so I didn't violate the sin of eating not kosher, because it's kosher, but I violated but doing something against God. So but if his intent was to eat non-kosher food. I went against <laughs> what, I, what God wanted me to do. Meaning your, your intention was bad. Right, meaning so you can't say he ate not kosher. The meat, the meat ended up being kosher. He no. went into a tray for a restaurant. They served, they happened to serve. Right? Like, for example, Kenny and Ziggy's is tray. Kenny and Ziggy's has a tray. I've been in there in the back. I'm friends with Ziggy. Most of the stuff he serves happens to be kosher. People going there think they're eating tray. But a lot of stuff happens to be, I mean, some of the Hebrew national, but obviously 
you having a cheeseburger, it's brown or bacon. That's not kosher. But it's saying he has many of his meats happen to be kosher. Chopped liver is kosher because he buys a chopped liver. You know, I can't give you all the secrets. But so if he doesn't say a blessing over so food he thought wasn't kosher, it's actually kosher. Is he sinned? You know, it's the same sort of thing. Yes, I'm saying so. That's a whole full side. Nothing to do with right. that because well, confidentiality. I take back but, my uh, epistemological but, uh, question. But what's the <laughs> name of the Yahweh he's committing by intending <laughs> so to eat non-kosher? So again, we see uh, again we're getting off topic. It's it's there's no I don't know the name for that error, but we see this proofs from the Torah. The Torah discusses cases, and we discussed it here actually in the past, where um, they, they actually discuss it by Yosef. Uh, for it's coming up, so I'll mention coming a few weeks Barsha, where the where the brothers were idiots. Rabbi to say that, but they did the wrong thing. They sold the brother. They they convinced the father that he was dead, right? But at the end of the day. It was all for the good. It was all God's plan, and they saved the whole Jewish nation. Was born out of that act, intentional bad act. The intent was bad. So Joseph tells them, "Don't." And when he when he finally reveals himself, he says, "Listen, you see, it was all uh, the hand of God, and don't worry about it. I forgive you. It was all God's plan." Does that mean they did nothing wrong? Does he have a right to say, "Well, it's all God's plan"? Therefore, it turned out for the good. Listen, if I shoot someone, I'm aiming to kill an innocent person. I happen to kill a murderer. You know, so does that mean I, I'm not an idiot? So it's it's a big philosophical question, and it's not a. Again, you can't say he did the sin, uh, that particular sin, but maybe because it turned out and what you do, you know, whatever the case was. So a lot of proofs in the Torah that discuss it. Yeah. This thing not standing idly by your brother's blood just came up. I was editing a paper where some black yeah, people were claiming it's, it's relevant. Black people are claiming that if you reduce welfare benefits, it's equivalent to shedding the blood of potential welfare recipients. That seems like a stretch. Topic. Save that for the debate tonight. No, it seems like a stretch that they're claiming exactly this. You're harming your neighbor's blood by not Yeah, again, so obviously it doesn't mean in the literal sense you're a murderer. I mean, obviously not. You're not charged for murder. But but in a certain sense, the, the Gemara is saying we see the Navi equates loss, causing someone loss of income to almost loss of life. Obviously it doesn't mean the literal sense. but. But there is a concept there, so and we'll see where it's relevant. So, so that's where it's going to come up. We'll see some of the cases. Let's say, as a physician, I'm privy to information that could save someone's life. Okay, but legally, for whatever reason, I can lose my license, as HIPAA laws, and if I violate, if I reveal that information, so so according to the Torah, I'd be obligated to reveal it. We're saying, but if I do it, I might lose my job. I'm working or at least in a get hospital. a lawsuit or something like that. Or, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm working in a hospital, and and uh, and they'll fire me if I reveal this information to whoever I need to reveal it to to save their life. So then it becomes this: you have a three-way dichotomy. You have first it's lashanara, then you have the we're saying there's an override or make things not lashanara if you can save someone with with that piece of information by breaching the confidentiality and then the third step here is yeah but I'm going to lose my income if I do that so am I obligated to do that okay so I don't know the answer the answer yet. is yeah, we got, we'll get to it okay so let's read some of the cases now, by the way so the, I'm not going to go through there are five criteria very important on the bottom we mentioned them last week so I don't want to repeat them again the Chavetz Chaim in, in discussing when we, we may one reveal the criteria number five here he gives four criteria which is really a fifth one which I think I cut off on the page but well, I forgot to cut and paste it but uh, more or less similar but basically it has to be again first just to quickly say it because this is key whenever you're revealing confidentialities one is it has to be something serious enough you can only reveal information that's serious enough. He's, told, he's discussing in the concept of shiduchim, of a, a relationship. But there are many applications, as we're saying. The same, this, all the criteria would apply. I mean, if someone's asking you, this happens many times, I'm sure to many of you, and, and for sure to me as a rabbi, people come and say, I'm dating this woman or I'm dating this guy, what do you know about And you know a lot. Um, you for sure would not let them go out with your sister. How do you define so, the physical defects here? Okay, so we got, so, so yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's a good question. So again, it has to be something, and, and I'm going to say it like generally. Is it like the Kohanim, physical no, defects no, no, no. that they cannot perform no, no, no. their duties? Well, if he's a Kohan, it would be. No, that's my question. No, so meaning like this, visual? it has to be something, and this is what we said last week. No, that's, that's totally different, nothing to do with this. I'll explain. Meaning it has to be a defect, whether it's physical, emotional, whatever it is, that's something that can affect the relationship in a serious way. So once the guy has a peanut allergy, you know, that's not going to affect the relationship unless the, she has an opinion business, but I'm saying technically, or 
you know what I'm saying? So it's not something that, it has to be something that's serious enough. Like I said, let's say he has athlete's foot. I roomed with him in college and he has athlete's foot. It happened to me. My, uh, my so terrible uh, hotel roommate in Mary Shiva in Israel. They called me up. I was thinking, should I say something? I mean, this guy was hard to live. The whole room was, we lived in like a little <laughs> closet. So what do you do? So do you tell it? So is that something that really can affect the relationship? I mean, yeah, you know, there's, there's cures for it, but maybe. Or, Batters is, you know, so like it has to be something, the, the issue has to be something serious enough that will affect the, so the how relationship. Do you, how do you make that judgment call? It's a good it's question. A good question. No, I'm I saying meaning. Ask the rabbi. This is where Seichel comes in, meaning not everything, and this really is something that's interesting. I just saw actually a response in this morning from, uh, maybe it's even happening, someone asked this question, what, can you, what do you reveal for Shaduchim? What am I obligated to say? He said, listen, you got to use your brain. There's no. There's no, you can't give exact criteria what you can reveal, what you can't reveal. You know, you need to know both parties. The assumption is that you know at least one party. Is this something that's going to affect the relationship? If the guy can't have kids or she can't have kids, that's something that's a serious defect that needs to be revealed. If the guy has cancer and, and uh, he's in the middle of chemo and she doesn't know anything, he's not telling her, that's something you need to reveal. So like I said, if the guy has a peanut allergy or he, you know, he doesn't like uh, going to the beach, that's, that's not something that's most cases isn't going to affect the relationship. If you know this woman lives her life on the beach and, this, and she's not going to be able to live with a guy who doesn't who hates the beach, or, so that's a problem. You understand? I think there's no exact criteria. I you understand have to use that it's very unclear. That's yes. what I understand. Yes, meaning it's something that's You're called you need, to use your, mm. you need to use your seichel in most cases. There's serious, some serious cases um, where, where and and sometimes Hebrew, you need to ask what's your What's the word in Hebrew they use for the defect? Is it mum? When they're using it in the uh, Talmud? No, he, he used the word holy, I think, the Holy. So, like, almost like a, an illness. An illness, right. Meaning, uh, again, this is this case disgusting. There are many deficiencies for persons and abuser, or, I mean, emotional, so he has emotional problems, he has depression. Prob- diabetes but it's not only limited like to medical, like I said, it could be he drives. So, you're uh, allowed to tell someone they have diabetes, even though that person did not want their girlfriend or boyfriend to get there, so that's the question. Meaning, who's telling? Is it a doctor? Or who? Is it is the patient confidentiality? How serious diabetes? You know, there's different types of diabetes again. So so each case needs to be. There's no. Well, that's what the I'm the saying. There's no quite like exact. It's criteria. a very gray zone where potentially you're violating um, someone's rights to pr- protect well, themselves. About a professional. No, I'm not talking about professionals at all. Is someone so let's say is homosexual and they don't feel like revealing it to someone yet? Well, if and they're dating a woman, I think you need to say that. Ah, uh, why, but what puts you in the position to say that you need to tell anyone that? Because you're saving someone from future harm. A terrible How do you know relationship. That? How do you know they're already married. How do you know that. One second. How do you know? That? I can no, no, tell you. What, what as a rabbi, they, there's no question. <laughs> okay, well, this, I don't know. I, I have no problem telling someone if someone comes and says, "Do I have to reveal this guy?" I know he's homosexual and he's dating this woman, as if he's not. Do I have to let her know? I have no question in my mind. It would be an obligation to reveal, and if someone says not to reveal it, that would be but major I mean, potential. It would seem to me that that's and that's for me that's a no-brainer. Or that may not be the best way to do it. Maybe you that's need a different to question. What the best way? So he says. Oh, so that's a different question. He says if there's another way to prevent this relationship from having without revealing the confidentialities, then that's the better way to do it. You're obligated to do it that way. So meaning, it's only if the last resort is you have to reveal this, this, uh, the confidentialities of that person, that's the last resort. But if, it's, it's, uh, if there's another way to do it without, he says that's one of the criteria. Um, it seems like you have to get all the way to number four before you get, you get that information. I'll give you a real one example. Second, one second, I, wanna, I just want to finish this right there because it's very important and then we'll give examples. So I'm going to get to, we have a little examples of this um, in, the, in the cases here. So, so he says, again, so number one is it has to be something serious enough, like we're saying, a peanut allergy you don't reveal. The guy, you know, he gets a lot of colds, you know, things that won't necessarily harm the relationship. Listen, anything can harm the relationship. Um, Potentially, but that doesn't mean I have to tell every story from high school I remember about the guy, right? So again, you need to use your seichel, and sometimes you need to ask. Right? It's true. Um, when my, my wife has Crohn's disease, she she when she was dating, she asked a lot of question. At which at which point also you have to reveal it on the date. So she we were I don't know it was maybe the ten, no I'm saying so so that's something it was like a she on the tenth date she told me I have something very important to tell you so like who knows what she said she has Crohn's and I had no what's idea what it was what's that um, so after that I called my brother he said hey it could be a terrible duh. so what I'm saying is what is it genetic though it's not genetic but there is more instances of children you know they get it when it's in the family I don't choose to promote it 
Yeah, it's a Jewish disease. All Jews have it. So, uh, so I'm just saying, so she actually asked Allah, she went and it prior when she started dating and said at which point do I have to reveal it? So she waited until the 10th date? I don't remember. I made up that. That's it was the 6th or something. Wow, okay. <laughs> you had that many dates before you had those. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were mad. Those slow. So, uh, so, again, so that's, so it has to, so sometimes you're going to have to ask, meaning if you don't know, then you should, you should ask questions. I'm saying it's, it's most of the time it's something that you use your seichel for, I believe. Again, if it's your professional, that's a whole different story because now, you have a different question. You have a legal question where it might not be legal to reveal it, so we'll get to that. Then number two is the nature, extent of the disease. You can't exaggerate, meaning many times when they, people want to tell over some gossip, or even if it's true, like we're saying, they embellish the story. So, you know, it's, you have to only reveal what's factual and exactly stick to the facts and not say, oh my gosh, this person has a disease, you wouldn't believe what they have. You know, you, you have to, so you have to be very careful with limiting it to the facts only without any exaggeration because people feel like they have to say it over in an embellished way in order for the person to listen to them to break up the relationship especially if you're a parent or friend you want to make sure they break up so so you embellish it by, by you know or exaggerate it C is the sole motivation prime disclosure must be the better for the person again if you have um, Let's say you happen to hate this guy's guts, or the the person the person's dating. You happened, you know, she dumped you, you know, five years ago. So now now she's dating someone else, and you hate her guts. You don't want her to get into a good relationship. So even though it's true what you're revealing, and it's something that could affect the relationship, you should not be the one revealing it. Like you said, you have to find a different way to to reveal it to them. Because once you, you know, have animosity, true. yeah. Only two minutes. True, it's not well, true. But you might be hold back. Telling them if you no, hate no, your guts. No, no. I'm saying. So we're saying is to find someone else to tell. If you have any animosity towards the p- about the person you're revealing information about, then automatically disqualified from revealing it because the assumption is that there might be ulterior motives and it might be. So therefore, you have to get maybe someone else to, to deal with. That's it. tricky because what you it's may have just tricky, heard yes. may generate the animosity just from what you just heard. No, you hear somebody tells you something. God, that's terrible. I hate this son of a bitch for doing that. Now you hate him. Can you are you precluded from sharing that information to help somebody else? We're saying is yes. Once no, and that, that that's not hating. We're talking about you have a previous case of animosity. Okay. Okay. It doesn't mean you know they told me the job last Of course I hate him. Should I? But, but you know that's not. What Gossip about your arch enemy. Right. Okay. Um, the disclosure is permissible only when there exists reasonable grounds for assuming that the information divulged will be the determining factor in terms of the decision. Like we said, so that's similar to a. I don't even understand um, that. Meaning, meaning again, it has to be something serious enough that that uh, be decisive. that'll be that it could make or break the relationship. If it's just something, you know, let's meaning, let's say it's something that listen, uh, you know, uh, he doesn't pick up the, he doesn't put down the toilet seat. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's a bad thing, it's a negative trait that men have. For but some. <laughs> right, but that doesn't mean that uh, it's going to make or break the relationship. Most cases, you, they can, the woman could overcome that. I believe There's some women can. It means a man can overcome that. No, no, no woman. <laughs> the man no, I would have a would problem with that. <laughs> you would reveal. I would have a problem if the man cannot overcome that. But yes. No, okay. So, I mean that that might be something serious in his. Uh, it has nothing to do with the woman in that case. No, I'm not saying it has to do with the woman. The question again is: has to be something that could be a decisive decision <laughs> in their relationship. Is my opinion. Absolutely, it could. I don't think anyone, uh, you know, someone's in love, they're not going to drop the person because doesn't put down. Or maybe not that's indicative of other problems. That's true. It could be that's a problem it. in the middle of the night when the woman. <laughs> like I said, that's a problem for the man. Okay. So um, yes. So no, no example. That's, we have examples. I don't want to get into your. It's a good one. It's a good one. A lot of good ones. Here. <laughs> gonna, let's try. If you'll it's like, not on here, then like if it's not here, then we'll go for you. Okay. So, uh, so last week we mentioned these two. Um, so number. Let's. So number one is what we just discussed. Carl, a family physician, treated the mother and uncle of 22-year-old James for manic depression. James is dating a girl seriously, um, and Carl knows her family. Is Carl able or obligated to inform the girl or her parents? So this would be a case where you have this question again of a. a He's a professional, um, and and. Uh, this was the case, except the wife was my this patient. This your case. Okay. Yeah, the wife was my patient I told you too. You have, uh, yeah, case. very good. Okay, the name was not Carl. I hope. Huh? The, the name was not James and Carl. No, my name's not Albert either. But <laughs> okay. other than that, it's the same case. Okay, so um, 
So this is the question where you get into an issue of contradiction between your professional confidences and and uh, and how much am I obligated to and Lassam exactly. So we did this last week. You mentioned it last week, we didn't get to the answer. So this is just their suffix. This is the whole the whole point is there's a possibility that James may have inherited the trait of manic depression. So it's just a right. possibility. Yeah. Right, exactly. So this so is, a, this is so manic depression, from what I understand, does run in families. But it's not it's a subject, hundred percent. Doesn't mean no, just because it's that with every so because of suffix? No, there's depression yeah, that's that's uh, we said last week, which is uh, from envir- environmental they, they, they depression. It's like forty percent, but it's not like. No, I'm yeah. saying there's something called environmental depression. There's something that's that's yeah, not environmental. Not really actually so genetic. right. No, so I'm saying is manic. Does I don't know. Listen, honestly, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know enough about it. But so mm. let's say there's a thirty percent chance that genetic. Okay, so or forty or fifty. It doesn't matter. It's <coughs> it's a guess. So you're saying that this is... I'm not saying. It's not even a question. question. What are you saying? The question has to be... absolutely should not be stated. Let's say it wasn't a professional issue. Let's say the company to the rabbit. Let's say it's not a professional breach. How do you know? This kid could be totally normal. Right, could be. But maybe I'm saying check it out. But why are we assuming? I'm not assuming. The question is, is it something... Listen, it's worth... If I would hear, let's say, my daughter's dating a guy whose family has manic depression and it's happened, I, I I would check into it. Extensively, how, what does the brother have? When, what does the brother have? What does the uncle have? What type of depression? Can it be how, treated? When was it treated? How are exactly. They treated? So it's something that's worth investigating. So I'm not telling the person to drop the person. It's up to them. They're adults. But right? it's they have relationships. I'm telling them, you know, maybe investigate this. I just know something about the family. Maybe you should investigate. Oh my God! This is going to be like tattletaling on everybody. It's not tattletaling. One second. Not, it's not it's question like tattletaling. Like say, no. First of all, you have to realize in the Orthodox community. When you date, these guys wait, wait. eat kitniot, or I no, thought no, no, they no. eat kitniot. No, no. I'm Saying not sure, but when there's When they date, you're right. It's it's, it's nuts. terrible. I'm, I'm, uh, and you're terrible. like, oh my but gosh. But you're saving marriages. You potentially might be saving a marriage. So or you're right. creating hysteria. Why would you say they have manic depressive illness? That's a no, fact. No, no, they don't. He doesn't. No. Well, all the, the, the fact that's a fact doesn't make an allegation. The patient was not diagnosed. It's the mother. But why wouldn't you tell them that the patient, the person you're considering marry, her, uh, his mother, so and I'm uncle. saying that's crazy. You're causing hysteria. Then no one can date anyone. No, but rather, than say, rather than, than say you should investigate, why don't you say they actually have manic depressive illness? That's no, the because, again, you're revealing a negative trait about those people. Who said you have a right to reveal it? Just because the 30% chance that this guy might have it, do I have a right to reveal well, that's that? That's what Ron's I don't know if it's 30%. Whatever, right. But let's say it was. Let's whatever. say 20%. Where do you draw the line? At which point do you say, uh, you know, it's something worth investigating? If, you know, listen, all the siblings were diagnosed with this. Okay, right? that's so they, Right. <laughs> so, no, it's exactly. So, that's the question here. Where do you draw the line? If the person himself had it, you understand that I should of reveal. Of course. Right. It, so, the question is that. I don't exactly know about that either. I would be very sensitive about that, that situation. I would that, but not to me, have, to me, not if he is manic depressive and is being treated and has been fine, like, what's would, the problem? I, but the person should know. Something that the person going through a relationship needs to know. They should know. Needs to know, I, yes. I agree, but in a proper setting. Oh, of course. But this is like totally gossip. This is You're like right. So again, so that's right. the question. Where do we draw the line in revealing information? Does it have to be 100% fact this guy is manic depressive? He was diagnosed. Does it have to be seeing a psychiatrist? We're not sure yet. He we're not, Or, and his uncle had his cousin. You're right. It's endless. So where do you draw the line? Right. That's the question. I think in your community, this would be a deal breaker. The girl who was dating James was we're making shit up. No, we're making shit up. I think it's a deal breaker. Would you tell her? I'm not sure. Because everyone has old Jewish families. Have I don't know. Crazy uncle. But it's not a clear cut case. pretty close. Not at all. That's right. Well, well, well I didn't hear you coming. What did you say, sir? It's treatable as long as the Get into patient. Mm. Don't be shy. I mean, don't be shy. It's treated. Take the yeah, patient, but that's the problem. You could, you could say that they about every other disease. They don't take no, their pills. Man, I, I will tell bad. you. Diabetes. Uh, well, I know of a case. This was many years ago when there were arranged marriages. Mm-hmm. The still are, but a, a wealthy yeah. family had a daughter. Yeah. And they set somebody up. They got married. Turns out she was schizophrenic. Okay. Okay. Sounds crazy. Married two for one. Had a baby. Okay. And all of a sudden, she was off her rocker. She used to take the kid out and spend. This is when they had street cars. 
you know, going around the city, kid was malnourished, etc., etc. They ultimately got divorced. But what was the obligation of the family and the physician to tell the prospective groom uh, that there was a, a, a mental disease? Well, in this case, it's the actual person who has a mental disease, not some relative, right. distant relative. Right, that's no, a different in story. In this case, right. So, Ron, so one second. So you're agreeing, in his case, where the actual person has the mental disease, you need to disclose. Well, the question is who needs to disclose and how it needs to be disclosed needs to be defined. Yes, okay. But really you're saying needs to be it needs to be disclosed. The question is how, who, I, uh, what, fine. and when. But this one is like literally there's endless right, stuff. Right, so yeah, Ron's endless. saying, listen, everyone's family, everyone has a crazy uncle in their family. Right? It's so not just that, yeah, it's tattletailing on each other. Oh, I saw that they did the uh, the Shlissel Chala. Oh my God, we don't believe in idolatry. Don't go to that home anymore. Right. Oh, I saw, I saw a Kitniyot going, I saw a piece of corn going into their house. We're not going to their Pesach anymore. Like, how many, hey. it goes and on, on no, and you're on, right. on, 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 on. It's, it's, and on. And by the way, I, some people don't know the difference like they just have the that's why you need idea, to learn that's when you come right? to this class that's when you need to come to the class to learn the criteria 100% if you don't know the laws you shouldn't reveal because you're gonna you're not gonna fulfill the criteria but Ron is correct by the way I want to mention in the sense of Ron's always correct but almost always but, but uh, in the sense of it is crazy I can tell you in the Orthodox community the, because the way it works is in certain communities and that's painting all Orthodox in one broad stroke but in the more right-wing Orthodox communities where they go on Shidduch it's not arranged marriages there are still some of that but where they just they go on they set up so the way it works is you because you're Orthodox you can't do much on the date you can only go golf bowling you know hotel so little you could do hotel lobbies right so it's not uh, so you don't really you only you're going out what we call in the community in Yeshiva that means bottom line are we compatible for each other or not it's just about marriage you know you're not going to have fun you're not going not a platonic relationship you date each other you, you have to so before you start going out and it's, today it's even worse you basically know more about the person than their grandmother knows about because you check into every little you know their every report card from high school what their you know uh, you know everyone <coughs> they played she went what movies they saw they didn't see if they go to movies or exactly like oh, does the grandmother wear black stockings or or see-through stockings you know these are all things that uh, <laughs> that you know uh, you know literally you check into before you know it's what level of learning is what does he what does he want to do with his life so these are all things that are that literally you check so you're making phone calls and you're calling everyone and his grandmother about the person okay to find out to check into that well, you just had a good shot no, even Shachanas knows that. She knows. She knows there's information you're not going to get, and you call the certain people. They're not going to tell you everything, so you need to know who to call. What to call? Is his friend? Are they working for the right? So there's there's hours, literally hours and hours but you're of not their investigation. No, you might if if you know that there's a yeah, medical the issue. But that's one of the first things we discussed. So now the doctor's not going to say anything. That's the question here. Is he obligated to say? So so meaning so it is. I agree with Ron. It has become out of hand in a certain sense. So where do you draw the line? And what? And and as a rabbi or in any community member, as a friend, you get literally. I would get. I get. I would say on average, four or five phone calls a month about people dating someone, and they want to know well, like everything about them. So when they call, so I usually and this is we'll see. So what, am I supposed to say everything I know about the person? Then they'll never go out. They'll never get a date. <laughs> in many cases, <laughs> right? So that's what they will say. Like if well, what was, what I was saying was not, not about some people not knowing the Lashon Haaretz or whatever, but it was it's like so it's like there's something about somebody, right? But then there's like a level of that. Right, so meaning, so again, so what do I reveal, what do I reveal, what do I not reveal? Well, it's, it's a Who big question. Who draws the line? Right, so, so we were saying before, it is, there is a gray area, meaning you have to use your seichel in most cases, but you don't have to, and this is an interesting thing, I saw this here, let me Who see. Whose seichel do you use, though, that's the question. That's Usually, you're, well, if you have seichel, you could use your own. If you well, don't, you have to go somewhere. Yeah, that's what rabbis are for, um, isn't uh, well. Not all rabbis have seichel. Well, so seriously, I'm saying you need to know, you know, it's meaning just because, uh, you know, yeah, it's called a rabbi, it doesn't mean he has echel. But, um, this is the wrong one, I'll tell you. So he, I don't know which book I saw here, but um, he discusses here, he says like this, interesting, maybe this would help, he says like this, discussing this question about revealing, this is Abraham, Abraham, this is this book in Hebrew, this volume was never, was translated for some reason. 
they don't have, they don't have it in English yet. It was like added on a at the end. So he says like this. Um, so normally speaking, he says again, you have to reveal information. And he says, you can't lie. That means if someone asks you something explicitly, in this case, actually, he's discussing it. One of the things discussing was, I'd say that the, the happens to be the father is not Jewish. No one knows that. The father of this guy wasn't Jewish. Do, do I have to reveal? Someone calls me about him and says, what do you know about this guy? Am I obligated to mention him? Okay. Um, or not. We're going down a very yes. dangerous rabbit hole. I'm asking the question. Second, don't get nervous. I'm not <laughs> nervous. I'm just not. Don't happy get nervous. So, so Maya, what would you say in that case? So, someone calls me as a rabbi and says, um, "This guy, uh, my daughter's dating this guy. Good, great guy. He's totally, you know, unbelievable guy. He's the best guy in yeshiva. Do I have to s let them know that the father's not Jewish? What would you say? What difference does it make if it's the father that's not Jewish? If the mother's Jewish. Who cares? The mother's Jewish, right? Same right. Does everyone agree with that? It's up to him whether he's Jewish or oh. not, right? Yeah, no. So he's no Jew, he's Jewish. There's no question the guy's Jewish. He's Jewish. He's yes, Jewish. He's 100% Jewish. No, I told him that. saying he's 100% Jewish. He's religious. He's Does the guy know that his father's no not Jewish? No health issues. He's not manic depressive. Does the guy know his father's not Jewish? That's a different question. Let's say the person themselves doesn't know. That's that's yeah. a different question. But let's assume he does. Assuming he does, if they have a relationship, why wouldn't they already have shared that information potentially? Oh, maybe he knows that if he tells it, like he doesn't want to reveal it right away. So that's another well, question. That, because that by the way, no, no, it's yeah. not true. Yeah. I'll tell you why. This is very important. Just like Figi, she didn't tell me till let's say I don't remember six. Okay, ten. so he waits six or ten meaning days. If you five. reveal everything before, like we're saying, no one will ever go out. Because people are human. So, okay. so right. So meaning so the question is, maybe he hasn't revealed it yet, but now you know it's which point you revealed. You wait till he, she he, right. he gives her the ring and she accepts the ring and then he says, By the way, the father's not true. Well, know, then the their relationship is doomed from the beginning. Okay, yeah. so exactly. So let's say you know this guy's not revealing it. It is small, by the way, till the third date for sure, I would not reveal a lot of things you shouldn't reveal because a lot of things, listen, once you so start being attracted to each other, you're going to overlook many things. But before you're attracted to, you know, it's the first date, you know, the guy says he doesn't like dogs, it's over. You know, right? <laughs> so, so he says he doesn't like uh, French fries, that could, you know, he doesn't like sushi recipes. The way I heard it is so you, so you need no to be PMS careful what you date. say. The first three dates are all uh, acting, right? So, so meaning, so again, this is part of it. It's all putting on a show. Dating is a show, especially in the firm, meaning what, you what have to act your best. Use a knife and fork the first uh, three dates, right? Afterwards, you can eat with your hands. <laughs> so, so meaning, what so about, where do you, which point do you reveal? What about for a convert? It's time someone says, well, he's a... So that's right, the question. So now you right? can't marry her because... No, it's not, no one's going to say that, but there are people who say, listen, I don't want to make it. That, that's a good question. So exactly, what, where do you draw the line? What has to be revealed? What doesn't have to be That's the question. And, that was and then, and then uh, the, the homosexual, if he's dating, my mind, if he's dating a woman, maybe he's making to show love. True, but I think she still needs to be aware one. of it in that sense. Of, uh, like, listen, this guy, that could majorly affect the relationship. It's not, the father of the guy is not really going to affect the relationship. Right, the father being an yeah, Jew. Unless they if the, the husband being that. homosexual, even if he's changing his ways and he has a rubber band every time he has thoughts about men, it's still <laughs> something that could affect <laughs> the relationship. I'm just. How about if the father's geez. homosexual? The father's not. Not that he's not a Jew, but the father's homosexual. <laughs> and, and he's, he's not Jewish. <laughs> and he has diabetes. And he's manic depressive. And he's manic depressive. <laughs> right. And he's running for president. <laughs> He is president. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is a Democrat. In, in, case number, in case number one, if you substitute it for manic depression, you substitute it, say, Gaucher's disease. What? Where it's, it's genetic. Genetic. Right. It's a clear risk. Yeah, uh, no question. Maybe a carrier. That needs to be revealed. Not, again, not, not I wouldn't necessarily say on the first date, but it needs to be revealed. I, I, listen, I had this, my daughter was, uh, was, uh, um, was, Red, it's called. Uh, she was set up with a guy. She wasn't going out yet, but we're doing the check. There's two brothers in the family. I have this major. I don't remember what it was. Some disease, which technically is genetic. So we. So and my daughter looked at the guy. You know, she never met the guy, but based on his resume, she really wanted to go out with. Him. So I said, listen, you do the research. We actually acted Yaakov Pesach. I gave her Yaakov Pesach's email. Do the investigate. We had a guy who used to come to the class. who was a geneticist, Baylor here. He lives in Israel now, and uh, and he. I said, please contact him, he's a geneticist, let him figure it out for you, what are the chances? It happens to be also, this, they claim the family had a letter from a doctor saying that he was checked and he doesn't have the gene, that he's not a carrier of the gene. 
but still, I was still nervous, even if you're not a carrier, the fact that it runs in families, like we're saying. So, Yaakov Pesach said, listen, he did the research, he spent a while, he brought up all the articles, he read them, and he said, the chances increase by X number. Um, even if he's not a carrier, chances of the kids getting it are increased by this amount. Let's say whatever it was, How 10%. How is that possible if he's not a carrier? Yeah, that's the worst. ALS works with that. A lot of, a lot of diseases that even if it's not genetic, they have, there's no, it's not a genetic disease, children, it's, it's more prominent in the family. Numbers go up. They don't understand why. But that's... So, so maybe you go... In a lot of, in a lot of things. In a lot of things. So maybe you go to the person what? that has... It's a scary disease. disease. Maybe what? you go to the what person that has that disease and say, well, I don't know. You talk to the person that has the disease and say, well, you can't tell them. You packed your letter instead of going and telling the other person you're going to tell them. I don't know. I don't know the guy. Oh, it has to be the decision of the... He's going to say, of course, don't tell him. No, no, no. He doesn't want to do it. No, but you encourage him to tell him eventually. You see if I can find the name of the disease. Um, you know, while you're looking this up, this idea of judgment call is pretty important because, for example, take the manic depressive case. I had a lot of manic depressive patients. You guys seem to think it's a relatively benign disease. I think it's a horrible disease because too many manic depressives do exactly what you don't want. They stop their medications. That's a real problem with manic depressives. Yeah. Most of them, in my experience, will stop their medication because they're, they're manic or depressive. You treat them, they get better. They say, I don't need it anymore. That's right. And they stop their medicine. To me, that's pretty much par for the course, not just um, an occasional. That's what they do because they're yeah, up and down and up and down. I'm fine now. I don't need it anymore. It's when they get a little manic that they stop it. Oh, they stop me sometimes when they're depressed too. They, they want to harm themselves. They stop the medication. So um, they go out and buy a BMW. They do all sorts of nutty things. So a manic depressive, in my view, is not a benign illness, particularly if, if they have a tendency to be violent, not just spend a lot of money with them. It's called like Fragile X syndrome, was the case. What is it? Fragile X. Fragile X. So the two brothers had it in this family, and uh, this guy claimed that he, they tested, he was, he, he, did, he was tested for it, he does not mm -hmm. care. But Jacob Pesach wrote me, he did the research, and he said that uh, he's Basically, here's the article. The tricky part is that if he has permutations, there's a chance to expand the following permutations, the following generations, to become a full blown, blown mutation. Um, so he's, he explained to me 45 repeats, and uh, I don't know what he's talking about here. So that's a little different. He's saying so that man have the, the gene for right. So I'm saying for their cases, the permutation of that gene which right. doesn't exactly. reveal itself in this generation. So you're saying there are different thresholds for identifying whether you're a carrier, and if you're below that threshold, you come out negative, but actually you still may retain some defects in the DNA or genotypically. So where do you draw the line again? So you understand, Ron? So like Ron is saying, this is endless. You could have a relationship, you just adopt children in Jewish genealogy. Yeah, but again, that's something that the person going into the relationship needs to know. Not it's a very important thing, so I, I want to explain. Meaning, let me explain that some, again, the, the guidelines are not very unclear, but this, like Ron's saying, it could be endless. You know, anyone you're dating, Absolutely as a good doctor endless. once told me, every person has issues, you know, you go to the doctor, you find out what your issues are. If you don't go to the doctor, you don't find out what your issues are. <coughs> so sometimes better not to go to the doctor. <laughs> so here the question is, every, everyone you're dating is going to have some issues. Do you want to know them or not going into the relationship? So, so halacha views a, a relationship as it's just like any other business. Uh, I don't want to sounds coarse, but it's a contractual relationship. Meaning, a marriage is no different than any other business. If I sell you a product and I don't and I don't disclose when I'm selling you the product, the defects in the product it's what's called halacha calls it a mekachtos. It's a it's a mistaken sale. Going when you're selling someone a car and you don't tell them it's missing an engine. That could be, uh, that makes the sale invalid, right? So if I'm getting married to someone and they didn't tell me they can't have children, that is a major problem in my presentation of this, of this contractual relationship. So again, I want to point this out. So, so it's very important. So the same guidelines we'll use in business, and that's why we discussed this, I think, in the past, even when it comes to get, we don't require a divorce. You don't believe in whether it's a Christian thing of annulment. But... If someone married someone and the person was manic depressive and had serious case of depression and they didn't tell that to the person prior to the marriage, Allah is they don't need to get. Their marriage was a mistake. They went into mental marriage thinking I'm marrying a healthy human being. And it turned out if the person knew, can the person didn't know. They weren't being treated for it. They found that five years after the marriage, so then of course that's not a that's not a mistaken sale, quote unquote. 
But if the person went into the relationship, like you said, and he didn't reveal, he or she did not reveal specific defects that he has, which are serious defects, so that will be a mechatose, and you don't need to get, technically speaking. It's very rarely done. There are cases in the past few years, it's, come, it's been in the news there, that, that we used it. The rabbis will use it as, as to retroactively say there was, they were never married, and therefore get is not required. So if the cousin is being, is being an idiot and not giving a get, that could be used some, in extreme cases. In adoption, this issue comes up all the time because adoption names are forced. You know, they have to reveal everything about that kid's lineage so that you don't have that situation where you say, hey, you didn't tell us the kid had uh, this kind of history of parents. So it, it's in adoption agencies, particularly this is discussed up front. It's required by law. So right. But what about just the communication between the two people dating? Yeah, so it's obligatory also. Again, he, he, it's his obligation to reveal. The problem becomes when you're the community rabbi, you're the doctor, or you're the psychologist, whatever it is, and you're the school administrator, and you know things, and you know he's not revealing it. How do you know so that? He told you. He's not telling her. He's going to date in the school. I said, did you tell him that, you, that you're being treated for depression? He says, no, I'm not telling him. Okay, so now that's when the that's question becomes. So now, so now that's a different case because no, you I'm don't that's the know something and you're going to go and tell somebody. You know he's not going to tell. Right. Well, that's what well, we're talking about. If he told, of course, you know you, you, it's not your problem. You're not going to tell. I've got diabetic of hypoglycemic reactions. So it's end. Anywhere. We have one minute left. I want to finish at least this case right now. You don't tell him I am. Rabbi. Yes. Quickly. Hello. Quick. Must not be quick. No, because we have one minute left. I want to get to the answer. Yeah. If mm. he's dating and you know he's manic depressive and you're going to tell his uh, girlfriend, are you obligated to tell him that you are going to tell the girlfriend? No. I mean, I might think kill you. you should. No, I'm saying because in that case, first of all, he might and then we'll get to that. Let's say he threatens your life. Let's say by telling the guy he threatens your life. He said, if you tell well, him, I mean, I'm going to. Better not to tell, I would say in that case. Listen, you could say, you could tell him, he has to tell. Let's say you're his doctor. You need to tell the guy, you need to be reveal this information. Let's say he says, I know I'm not going to tell. So now you have to well, figure you out what the tell best. Her because she's important to me. Yes. And, I want, and I'm going to tell her if you okay. don't, and I want you to know that. Because that? Um, that is the normal. Uh, train of events that would that yeah, but I, I'm not sure that. what is the benefit of telling the person. There's uh, no really a benefit, meaning, what's the benefit of telling yourself. the person you're talking about? That's what that you're going to tell them. Yeah. Yeah, the there's no, no usually a benefit. I don't know the benefit, so, so but then why are you saying natural to me? It could change their mind, and they said, Okay, I'll tell them if you're oh, going to tell them. Okay, yeah. so yeah, again, you have to use your circle and assess yeah. the situation. Yeah. So, I just want to read here. Um, uh, quickly to finish off and then we'll have to yeah. continue this next week next four weeks probably um, uh, next, next week is year. Thanksgiving no. next year so yeah. basically like, just to finish off here so Shalom Zaman Arbach said a very interesting criteria here which is he said when someone calls you uh, just generally and says what do you know about this guy you're not you don't have to get involved and start revealing yeah the grandfather's a guy the grandmother wears black stock if and this is what I, way I do it I'll just tell you is is he worried about my capital job? Um, you, you, if they ask you a specific question, he says, if they say, let's, you know, it's what is the father Jewish? Because they, uh, so you can't lie. That's what he says. He says if they're asking you specific questions, you can't lie. But you don't have to volunteer, volunteer information yeah. unless they're specific. So when someone calls me and says, you know, what do you know about this guy? And I know this guy is not probably not going to make the greatest husband. Okay. I don't say that. If I say, well, do you have specific questions? I'll answer you. Specific questions. I don't know you. Let's say the woman's calling me, or the guy's calling me, and, and they're asking me, I'm dating this person, what do you know about? So, listen, again, if it's a friend, I recently had a case where someone met someone at my learner service on him, kept and he said, oh, you know, that woman's attractive, what do you think? You know, I want to go out with her. I said, stay, I told him, stay away. I didn't say why, I didn't say, I happen to know this woman has major issues, depression, whatever, schizo, a lot of different things. And he was very attractive. I said, stay away from him. I didn't tell him why. I didn't, say, I didn't say anything. I didn't reveal any information. In that case, I just said, find someone else. There's a lot of other, other fish in the sea. If and he marries said, her anyway, so now, you're in trouble. Yes. That, that's happened. <laughs> that's happened else. to me too. So now, the, the question, what I'm saying is, generally speaking, if someone calls me and says, I'm dating this person, I say, okay, and I don't mean they're a stranger, or not someone I have a real relationship with, um, I say, 
ask me specific questions, I'll answer your questions. If they ask you specifically, do they have any health issues or you know, there's something serious that I'm aware of? Again, it has to be serious. Or they say, do they have any mental issues? You know, they are they seeing psychiatrists, you know, therapy, whatever it is. Not, not just everyone's in therapy today. That's uh, <laughs> saying if they say, you know, I'm saying if there's, you know, if they have real emotional issues that have to be dealt with. So, and they ask you specifically about that, you can't lie. So again, if they're asking me now, he discusses, let's say they ask you, do you know the parents? What, what's with the parents? Are there any issues with the parents? And I know the parents are not Jewish, I'm saying that could cause an issue. So that's where it gets to shaky ground. So in an extreme from world, in the extreme right wing world, that surely would see something. But if, if, if you know it's something that's not going to affect the relationship and they couldn't care less, these type of parents, so then don't say it. There's no reason to mention it. Just another strike where they might not go out with this person. So, again, it's very tricky. There's a lot of gray area. You need to use your bottom line is you need to use your cycle in most cases. If you, no, if you answer the criteria. question, you have to tell the truth, but you have to answer the question. No, I'm saying is if they ask specifically, you can't lie. That's you have what to answer. Well, okay, so that's another thing. You could say, and this has happened to me again, I, I could say, listen, you need to investigate. It's happened, we, we just did a singles weekend, actually, in Miami, for people over between the ages of 30 and 50 or 60, older singles, and, and someone wanted to date someone, and I knew this, this girl has some issues, nothing, I just said, listen, you need to investigate this aspect. Check more into it. Guy asked me about So I didn't say, I didn't say, any, I didn't reveal anything. I just said, check, check this out. I know there's, my, you know, check this out a little more. That's all I said. 